Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Well, fortunately for you, I am not Andrew Coppins. I am Pat Oni. And I will be filling in for Andrew Coppins today as he is claiming to be sick. He he called in sick yesterday, which is why we did the replay. Um, just because I didn't have time to put a show together yesterday. But then he warned me, like, well, I'm probably not going to be well enough to do it tomorrow either, so could you take over? And so I said, well, I, I mean, I guess... Despite the fact that he uh, thinks that I'm Jen Psaki, which which is why I really think why he uh, took off today. I think he's uh, getting a little too, um, uh, how should I say, uh, attracted to Jen Psaki, or, or actually really attracted to me, I should say, because uh, he thinks that I'm Jen Psaki, and I mean, I am good looking, I'm far better looking than Jen Psaki, and he just seems to have a bit of a thing for her. And I think that's why he continues to claim that I am a Jen Psaki in some sort of different form or life or whatever have you and whatever his sick reasoning is. Um, I, I don't get it, but I, let me assure you, I, Pat Oni, am, am not Jen Psaki. I, I'm just, I'm just Pat. Um, you know, so, so no relation to Jen we we do have the commonality that we are both gingers. Um, however, she's an incompetent ginger. I, however, like to think I am competent. I'm also much better looking. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Okay. So Andrew is out. He should be back tomorrow for the uh, crowning of a new Richard of the week, and also for the uh, fish fry as well that we do every Friday. So he should be here tomorrow. You can follow him. I I guess you could follow him anyway over at the Cop and Show. Um, 
and and follow me over at the Pat Oni Show and all of our social media platforms. We have kind of taken a break from the locals for for a moment because they are integrating with Rumble, and we want to see how that plays out before we continue to move on. But until then, you can go to criticalthinking.com backslash subscribe and you can become a subscriber so when we do get back to providing all of that content for you um it will be there you will be a subscriber it's just five bucks a month it's criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe um <clears throat> also um by way of announcement here i'm i'm not going to be doing some of the traditional stuff that andrew and i do on uh, the show um each day like for example i can't really do the b or not the b it kind of doesn't work with one person. So, uh, however, I'm going to be doing something in place of it. Uh, I'm going to be doing the, uh, we, we both received a copy of the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. And I'm going to be reading a random excerpt from that book in place of the bee or not the bee today. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. That'll be at the uh, bottom of the hour. Also, uh, I, however, am going to be doing um, some Uncomfortable Truths today. We've been doing that on Thursdays, and, and that's something I will be getting into here shortly. That being said, um, I do want to get into this Kyle Rittenhouse trial and just provide you with some updates on that, um, some thoughts that I've been having on that uh, subject in particular. Um, you see... Uh, we haven't covered this as much as other shows, frankly, because everyone's mom and their dog are covering the Rittenhouse trial. Um, and what were we going to be able to say that that no one else is really saying about it? Well, I have some thoughts that I'm, I'm going to lay out here. And uh, let me know what you think. Just tweet at me at the Pat Oni Show or, or find me on another social media platform. Let me know what you think. But the things that we know, that we know definitively in this trial, we know that Kyle Rittenhouse... Uh, last year, during the Kenosha riots, was out. He had an AR-15-like weapon. Um, it was actually not quite an AR-15, but it's very similar um, to one. Uh, we know that Rittenhouse uh, killed two men, um, allegedly in self-defense. Um, and from all, all accounts, it does appear to be self-defense. And then he wounded another man. So he shot three men, killed two of them. Um, also, all three men that he shot had criminal records. Uh, Joseph Rosenbaum um, was a, uh, what was he? He was a convicted uh, 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 sex offender, right? Um, and uh, he was out. Um, we had uh, another man that had a history, and I can't remember his name now. Um, it, it's not coming to me, but he, he had a history of um, violence. So... These men were not innocent that he shot by any means. And it looks like, by all accounts, that these men attacked him or threatened Kyle Rittenhouse in some way. Um, so the, the prosecution in all of this has been nothing but a joke in of itself. Uh, the prosecution has tried uh, Rittenhouse to make him look as though that he is a racist. And then he's also a member of the Proud Boys. Now, two things are for certain here. One... This trial is not about race. It is not, not about race. Two, no one knows if he has any kind of affiliation of the Proud Boys. 
And I don't know that that necessarily matters here. Why? Um, Rittenhouse uh, shot three white guys. So none of this is about race. None of this, I mean, Proud Boys, I don't know that that's even relevant here. Um, and it's it's certainly, there's no proof to say that he is. So why that's even been trying to be part of the trial, it, it really looks like they're just trying to make him look as bad as they humanly possibly can. Um, oh, this is a great one. The prosecution recently tried to bring in a video, um, video evidence in which the judge had banned from the trial. And supposedly in this video, it had Rittenhouse saying something along the lines that he wanted to um, shoot some people. Um, that was dismissed from, from evidence. It's not even allowed into evidence. Um, it was been, it's been banned from the trial. So there's been a lot of problems with the prosecution. Um, the prosecution also questioned... Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's silence, which he has a right to silence. The judge, you know, really laid into the prosecution for that one. Uh, <clears throat> Rittenhouse also has been, as we've all seen in the last week, he was on the stand last week about and testifying about what he did. He lost his composure and broke out in tears. Um, however, he did tell the court that I intended to stop the people that were attacking me. I did, I did what I had to do to stop them from attacking me, which, by all accounts, that looks to be the case. Um, the judge has also not been happy with the media coverage. And this is this is interesting to me because I, I listened to, to the, the audio, and it's way, 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 way too long to play. Um, but I was listening to it, and he was talking about uh, how he called it quite frightening on the media coverage. Um, and on, specifically on the coverage of all the attorneys that have been involved with this case, uh, he, he talked about how the, the, the media was going after his unconventional method of having the defendant, being Kyle Rittenhouse, um, draw numbers from a, a drum, uh, which ultimately selected the jurors, which, albeit an unconventional way of selecting the jury. I've never seen that before. That is very unconventional. I will say that. Um, but he's used it in other cases as well. And it's never been a problem. And it doesn't even appear to be a problem here until the media got involved. No one's complained about it. No one of any consequence has complained about it. Uh, but he, he did call it quite frightening. Um, he talked about the bias in the media coverage over this trial. Honestly, I, th I think we've forgotten a, a, an important concept um, when it comes to these kinds of things. In other words, a trial by jury. Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent until otherwise proven guilty. And you wouldn't know that by listening to certain aspects of the media, like, you know, I don't know, CNN, MSNBC. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know by, by some of the commentary from, from Jeffrey Tubin um, and, and others like him. Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent until proven guilty. 
I, I would love to know if any of these people that have, that have been commenting on this case saying how, how guilty and how evil and how bad Rittenhouse is and how stupid he is, I wonder what it would be like if the shoe was on the other foot and these people were on trial. Would they not want to be considered innocent until proven guilty? Would you not want to uh, have an honestly fair trial? Which is, I believe, from what I've seen of this judge, has tried to conduct. He has tried to conduct a fair trial. And the media has, has made it, I think, more unfair. However, this trial is expected to last until at least the end of the week. Um, it is now within the hands of the jury. And I, I, I worry. I actually worry about the outcome of this case. And we talked a little bit about this the other day right here on this show. And that is, is this going to be a trial of justice or is this going to be a trial of social justice? First of all, I would hate to be a, a jury uh, or juror on this jury. I would hate it. And the reason I would hate it is because I'm, I, I would feel like I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Why this jury was not sequestered, by the way, I have no idea. It probably should have been, given that this has been made to be a high-profile case. When really it probably... I don't know that it should be as high-profile as it is. It is meant to be a high-profile case, but to get the attention that it's been getting, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is if this has been worth um, what's happened with with this trial. I mean, it seems to have been. Yes, people died, and that's a very serious thing. Don't get me wrong, but the media has seemingly made what was already a pretty big molehill into a gigantic mountain, and I don't know that it needed to go that far. So, but it is in the hands of the jury. And I'm concerned that it has been two days already. Because I feel like the longer that this trial continues, the worse it's going to be for Rittenhouse at the end of the day. And the one thing I do not want to see here, and I'm not going to sit here and say Rittenhouse is innocent. Um, I am going to say that he is innocent until otherwise proven guilty. Because I haven't seen all the evidence, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't been, I haven't sat in that courtroom to to un, and to to look at it from the perspective of a jury. Um, I've listened to a lot of things, I've been following the story. By all accounts, he appears innocent to me. Does that make him innocent at the end of the day? I mean, I like to believe so. That that's what I would like to believe. Um, and, and the last thing I want to see happen here is an innocent kid go to jail for defending himself. Um, I honestly believe that this trial should have been a mistrial already with extreme prejudice based upon what this prosecution has done to this poor kid. Um, and, and so that should have happened. I'm concerned that it hasn't. Um, and I'm concerned that it is in the hands of the jury for as long as it's been. Because if I'm a juror, I mean... From what I've seen, and I'm just trying to, to put myself in this position and, and try to critically think through this as much as I humanly possibly can. If I'm on that jury, the only thing that is ever going to give me pause to take as much time as they are taking 
is what are going to be the consequences of a guilty and a not guilty verdict? What are those consequences? Because if they come back and they say that he's guilty, there's going to be a huge part of this country that's going to be upset. If they come back and say that he's not guilty, there's also going to be a huge part of this country that's going to be upset. At least one of those scenarios could end up in riots in Kenosha and also just set Kenosha on fire again. And the rest of that community does not deserve to, to, to suffer from the hands of uh, other people's actions. Um, we, we put up with that enough last summer. Enough livelihoods have, enough innocent livelihoods, I should say, have been uh, fundamentally destroyed because of some very, very bad people making very, very bad decisions because they're pissed off. Um, and, and I don't want to see that happen in Kenosha either. That has to be going through at least the minds of some of these jurors. What what will happen if I rule if I want to vote for the guilt, verdict of guilty or not guilty? What will happen? I don't know. I don't know what will happen there. I I hope I hope because we've seen threats of violence and things like that in a result of a case like this before, and then nothing's really happened. Um, I mean, yeah, there might be a few individuals that, that try something, but ultimately nothing has, has really come of it. So it is possible that nothing will happen, even if they do rule a not guilty verdict. But I feel like this is a powder keg ready to blow because it's been made to be about race, even though it shouldn't be about race. It's been made to be about politics, even though this shouldn't be about politics. This should never, ever have been made to be as political as it is. It's insanity that it is. But is this going to be a, a, a trial that it results in justice or social justice? I hope it's justice. I hope that. And I, and I honestly believe that justice in this case will be to acquit Rittenhouse of all counts. However, however, who, who gets to determine justice here? It's certainly not me. It is certainly not me. But can these jur- can these jurors adequately decide a just verdict? Can this judge adequately decide a just verdict and, and a just sentence for Kyle Rittenhouse should he be found guilty for any of these counts? Can he do that? Can he do that when you have a media that has fundamentally biased everyone, and I mean everyone, in this trial. Yes, the judges come out and talked about the media bias and how bad it is. But does that mean that this judge has not been biased by the media? I don't know. I'm just simply asking a question. Who can really divvy out true justice here when this whole thing has been poisoned by bias and agenda and emotion strict emotion and as i was thinking about this i I actually thought about a when when derek chauvin um was going on with the whole george floyd thing i know people that were all up in arms and were extremely happy that derek chauvin was found guilty and these same people were upset and didn't care that other people's lives were destroyed because they felt 
their cause was more important, if you will. And that, to me, just screams they are make they are making decisions and making opinions solely around emotion with zero logic, with zero actual thought, with zero critical thinking. Because why did any why did why did all of these innocent bystanders deserve that? Why? Explain to me why. I I can't I can't think of a reason why. So trying to put myself in the in the shoes of these jurors i don't know how i could divvy out justice without having all of these things in the back of my mind look at what happened with derek chauvin and george floyd look at what happened with other riots around the country last year what 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 is the consequence of this decision i don't know I, I truly don't know. What I do know is that a decision must be made. And that those that are witnessing this have to make a decision. And that is, are you going to let things lie or are we going to actually pursue justice? And can we pursue justice? What does that really look like here? And, and based on that answer is what we have to do. And, and those that are not involved in this case really shouldn't get more involved than watching this case. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of people taking this too far and continuing the violence and i'm going to get into some more of the violence talk here and probably in the second half of the show and talk about some inconvenient truths or uncomfortable truths about violence especially political violence but this this whole thing this whole trial it's unfortunate it probably shouldn't have even happened too many harsh judgments have already been 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 brought on all sides of it too instead of withholding judgment until we have all the facts we've made judgment based on emotion in this trial it's been made to be political it's been made to be about things it's not even about and that's that's what's sad here and so it makes me question can really true justice be done And I, I just, I don't know the answer. I don't have a good answer. I, I, I wish I did, but I don't. But uh, this trial is expected to go at least to the end of the week. Um, we will provide updates as much as we possibly can um, while this is still going on. I actually don't even know that it's going to go to the end of the week. I think it could possibly go into next week at this point with the way things are going. Um, and, and maybe it should. Maybe, maybe it should take a while longer for these jurors to figure things out and, and to really bring forth true justice. Maybe that's the whole point of this. But it didn't seem, it's, it seemed to me that this was a pretty clear conclusion. It should have been done on the first day. But like I said, I wouldn't want to be a juror. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to make a decision. I, I would, well, 
I shouldn't say that. I would be scared to make a decision that could not only affect my community, but also my family and my livelihood as well. Um, so it, it's a tough position to be in. I just hope that everyone in the, involved with this, including the judge, can make a right decision and just deliver justice at the end of the day. That's really what needs to happen. And that that's all I want. That's all I want. Whether that is a guilty or a not guilty verdict on some or all of all of the counts, I just want true justice to be done. I do not want social justice to be involved with this trial, even though it already has been. And it's already likely plagued the decisions that could potentially be happening. Plain and simple. But I'm coming up on a break. Um, and before I go to break, folks, with everything that is going on within this trial, with what's going on with the um, impending, hopefully never happening vaccine mandates and people having to choose between their jobs versus getting the jab. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what is going to happen to you or to your family. I don't know what hardships you guys would be faced against. Should crap hit the fan? I don't know. What I do know is this. If you are prepared, if you are truly prepared, you can truly weather the storm. And you could start doing that by going to preparewithmojo50.com. They have all sorts of great emergency food supply kits over there that you can get. And as a level of preparedness, I've always thought you should start with your food storage. Because the first thing you're always going to need is a proper food storage. And with a proper food storage, um, you will be able to weather a lot of things and be able to cut back on some grocery bills and, and, and last a while until you can get back on your feet. All you got to do is go to preparewithmojo50.com and just pick out the emergency food supply kit that will best fit your needs. This food will stay good on your shelf for up to 25 years. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. You are listening to Critical Thinking with Pat Oni today. I will be right back right after the break. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome back to Critical Thinking, right here on Mojo Five O. Of course, I am not, not Andrew Coppins. He is out sick today, if you will. He, that's why we didn't have a show yesterday, because he uh, kind of informed me at the last minute that uh, he was out sick, and so we just did a replay, and then he decided that uh, he's probably going to be too sick to do it today, and so um, he gave me enough heads up this time, and so therefore, I am doing the show solo style today. Um, you can find me over at The Patony Show, and I guess you could always find him over at The Coppin Show on all the social media channels as well. Now, normally right about now, we would be getting into the B or not the B, However, I can't really do that today. Why? 
it's kind of hard to do the be or not to be with one person. And um, despite the fact that he hasn't paid us all year long, uh, it just really wouldn't be that fair to real Ron Phillips and winning his money because I would just automatically win. In fact, the way that this works contractually is that uh, when we can't do the be or not to be like this, and then we're only do- I'm doing it solo style, and I, I just I can't in good conscience do the be or not to be, um, I automatically win the hundred dollars of real Ron Phillips's money that gets donated straight into my account. So you should um, all be great uh, jackholes and Jill holes, and let the real Ron Phillips know that uh, he owes Pat only money and a lot of money. I mean, a lot, a lot of money because um, we've won more be or not to be um, uh, answers uh, on our daily show more times than not. So he still owes us a lot of money for this year. So get a real Ron Phillips on Twitter and tell him to pay up um, at the Patoni show. So. That being said, I'm not going to be doing the beer not to be today. However, I am going to be reading an excerpt from the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. And I chose literally just a random page. I opened it to a random page. And that is what I'm going to read to you today. And in this case, um, the, the page that I have turned to is good science versus bad science. It seems a little weird that I actually did turn to this page because we actually talk about good science and bad science a lot on the show, especially in respects to things like COVID. Um, but we do talk a lot about this. And so it was just funny to me that um, me being not the numbers guy, Coppins being more the numbers guy and more the data guy, um, and uh, I get the good science versus bad science um, page in the um Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. Um, and by the way, the full title is The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. How to take your wokeness to the next level by canceling friends, breaking windows, and burning it all to the ground. Um, and by the way, this book is brilliant. It is brilliant, brilliant satire. Um, but without further ado, good science versus bad science. Over the centuries, there have been her, there has there have been heretical science movements that have sprung up claiming to be real science. This has led many problematic discoveries that have held back the, the march of wokeness. As a follower of wokeness, you must simply train yourself to have the discernment to tell good science from bad science. Simply put it, if it doesn't advance the woke agenda, the science is false and should be rejected. For example, bad science. Biology. The radical study that biology has led many false scientists to claim that there are only two genders. These false teachers must be rebuked. Good science. The study of transracial neurodivergent kink uh, ableism and impact of the performative cisqueerness in a BDSM context. Now this is science. Those who study this noble peer-reviewed discipline will increase in wokeness. Diet and nutrition. 
the false study that has led to the rampant fat phobia and unfounded bias towards exercise and eating healthy. Um, the good science. Challenging feminist uh, exclu exclusion exclusionary fat stigma of BIPOC muscle theater. Feminist extraordinary fat stigma is a growing threat and can only be combated with science. Bad science. Meteorology. These scientists have the hubris to think that they can predict the weather days in advance. Plus, meteorology is used to help planes fly, fly safely, which pollutes the atmosphere. Good science. Everything Greta Thunberg says. This divine child of light has been gifted with a secret knowledge of what the weather will be like hundreds of years from now. Heed her words or deny them at your peril. Physics, and this is the, the bad science, um, the problematic field of study of the unchangeable laws of physical universe leads to the rigid either thinking that it is a prominent feature of whiteness. Good science. The history of pulp culture by phobia and underage Anglo-Muslim sexuality in the TV show Friends. Ivy League classes across the country are offering this course, and it's about time. Are you starting to get there yet? The most important litmus test of science is whether or not it helps you dismantle Western civilization and prevent climate Armageddon. Now go forth, believe, and follow science. May its name be praised. Um, as we always like to say on this show, um, great satire is always rooted in a little bit of truth. And holy crap, were there some truth bombs in that that are hilarious. So um, if you're interested, uh, you could probably find this on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, or even from the just go to the Babylon Bee website. I'm sure you can find it there as well. It's the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. How to take your wokeness to the next level by canceling friends, breaking windows, and burning it all to the ground. <sighs> and before I get into the uh, uncomfortable truth for today's show, um, will you please, 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 with the weekend coming up, go to catcoolers.com. Why? Because if you're a sports fan like me and like Andrew, um, you might fancy the uh, occasional tailgate. Maybe you might like hosting a neighborhood party or a barbecue over at your place. And you don't want to do that and have warm food and drinks. You just don't. It, it, it's kind of a buzzkill to the party. It makes it really seem like you don't really know how to Serve proper food and proper beverages if you don't have a good cat cooler. Um, or if you just don't have a good cooler in general. But the best cooler that you can get to keep your food and drinks cold for up to seven days is a cat cooler. You, I promise you, will serve the best food and drinks of anyone. Whether that's at a tailgate, a barbecue, it doesn't matter where it's at. You've got Thanksgiving coming up. If you need extra space for your, for your stuff at Thanksgiving, like it, like if you're like me, I like making candy and chocolates and stuff right around Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you need some extra space um, from your fridge because your fridge is full with food, 
cat cooler can really help you out with this. And it will keep your food and drinks cold for up to seven days. And if you're in an area where it's getting pretty cold right now or starting to get cold, probably last a little while longer too because these are industrial grade coolers and they are a great place to store your food, store your drinks, keep them cold and have a good time with friends and family. All you got to do is go to catcoolers.com and use the promo code MOJO50. You'll get 10% off your purchase today. That's catcoolers.com, promo code MOJO50. Get 10% off your purchase today. Okay, so I want to get into some of the uh, ugly truths of political violence. And um, this is in the wake of, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Rep. Paul uh, Goser from Arizona. Um, what he did, for those that, that may or may not know about this, um, he shared on social media an anime video where he appeared to be shown attacking uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with a sword and was poised to attack President Joe Biden. Now, I'm just going to say this now. Um, I didn't like it when the left did it to Donald Trump. Um, I certainly don't like it when Republicans do it to Democrats. Um, I think that there is a better class of civil discourse and being able to make fun of your political opponents. I appreciate those that can troll and make fun of their political opponents just like the next guy. I like doing it on this show. We do it all the time. I do it on my show on the weekends, which, by the way, tune into the Pat Oni Show on Mojo Five O every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, but I, I enjoy that. I enjoy um, some hardcore wit. I, I don't even care if it's if it's a little bit cold, um, but I do care if it is very if it's violent in any way. I don't think, and I include Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I certainly include the president in this. I do not condone any kind of violent um, rhetoric or cartoons against them that may be uh, detrimental to them, um, in which this this could technically be considered that. Uh, so I certainly don't condone that. And um, the the House voted to censure um, Paul Goser um, from the uh, House of Representatives, and he. Um, was removed from his committee assignments, um, which I'm actually okay with. I'm, I'm actually okay with that. However, however, why does it feel like that when it comes to things like political violence that uh, not all political violence is treated equally? Probably because it's true. You see, political violence... Um, is far too real and far too dangerous to treat it as a partisan tool. And the fact of the matter is, and this is the uncomfortable truth, both sides of the political spectrum have used political violence for their own agendas. For example, last summer of 2020 and all the riots around the country. And then... January 6th of, of 2021. Both are opposite ends of, of the political spectrum, or at least allegedly at opposite ends of the political spectrum. The fact of the matter is, is that all sides of this, all political parties, 
have used this to their advantage. Um, according to um, a, a Washington Post opinion writer, Jennifer Rubin, um, the Republican Party uh, has for a while now been tactically encouraging and rationalizing violence. This is fantastic behavior. This is what fascist regimes do. They, they Im intimidate and use the threat of violence. It's absolutely intolerable. But here's, here's, here's where um, Ruben might get, get something right, though. Um, she's not wrong in that there was a troubling rise in political violence in America. She's not wrong about this, okay? Um, she's not wrong that uh, the summer of 2020 was, was more violent than the 1960s. And then we had, you know, what was going on on January 6th. She also wasn't wrong when Trump said, and this is another uncomfortable truth for all of you uh, potentially MAGA forever um, folks that might be listening to the show. Um, Ruben, nor is Ruben wrong that Trump often refused to unequivocally condemn the use of violence as a legitimate political tool. For example, shortly before the 2020 election during the debate with Joe Biden, Trump was given the opportunity to denounce the far-right Proud Boys moderator Chris, by Chris Wallace. Instead, Trump said the group should stand back and stand by. In 2016, Trump also said that he considered paying legal fees of a man charged with punching a protester as a Trump camp, at a Trump campaign rally. Um, such rhetoric is not responsible, and it may help explain to be one of the most chilling developments of our lifetime. The percentage of Americans who see violence as a legitimate means of political change has exploded over the last five years. And then they actually have a, a, a nice little chart in this article um, from, um, from Newsweek and Statista um, of the de Democrats and Republicans and percentage who feel justified to use of political violence to their advantage and 36% of Republicans and to 33% of Democrats in this poll. Okay. Um, but like many partisans, Rubin said that she ch simply chooses to ignore the summer of 2020, which featured a left-wing group as Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Moreover, she ignores the fact that in many cases, those groups were egged on by politicians, media, and intellectuals. And this is where it just, you know, it's not exactly uh, treated as equal, especially within the media and especially within um, publications like the Washington Post. For example... Following the police killing of George Floyd, um, Congresswoman Maxine Waters urged protesters to stay in the streets and get more confrontational. And for Minneapolis jury acquitted Derek Chauvin of Floyd's death. As Minneapolis burned, Kamala Harris urged followers to chip in and donate to nonprofit dedicated bailing out of people charged with crimes to get them back on the streets. Time and again, Harris voiced support for those in the streets during violence, stating, we must always defend peaceful protests and peaceful protests. We must not confuse them. But confusing them is precisely what Harris often did. And she was aided by a media that insisted police protests were, more, were mostly peaceful despite visual evidence to the contrary. Uh, <clears throat> Here's some other examples. 
Uh, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. And maybe there will be when people realize that this is a policy that they, they defend. And that was at the time minority leader Nancy Pelosi in 2018. So these weren't even, by the way, the, this political violence that uh, the left and the right seem to be touting nowadays didn't start in 2020. This started long before 2020. This was in 2018 that Nancy Pelosi said this. Also in 2018, go to the Hill today. Get up in the face of some of Congress people. And that was U.S. Senator Cory Booker. <coughs> Excuse me. When they go low, kick them. That is when, that is this new Democratic Party is about. And that was former Attorney General Eric Holder said during a campaign stop in Georgia. In the lead, in the lead up to the November 2018 elections, many progressives, much like Trump, were coy when they fanned the flames that didn't quite call for or defend violence. Uh, that was Quis Cuomo. However, he didn't see the need to mince words. Uh, <clears throat> I argue that tonight the punches are not equal morally. Um, and this is Cuomo again in 2018, def um, a segment defending Antifa. When someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, and they equally wrong as the, they, the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. And just last week, Black Lives Matter leader promised riots, fire, and bloodshed would follow the New York City mayor-elect Eric Adams brings back Pankloss officers to battle the city surge in crime. However, um, Miss Rubin is right again that there is a violence problem, a political violence problem in America. But she's wrong to suggest that the problem was only um, a, that something that plagues her political opponents. Um, that that is simply not true. This is something that is on both sides of the aisle. This is not something that is is seemingly going away. Um, Andrew Sullivan um, w commented on this as well uh, and said that uh, if you're in a tribe and all that matters is the victory of your tribe and you have all the truth and the other tribe has none of it and you have all the virtue and the other side has none of it, you can't behave this way. And that, that's the fundamental problem with America right now, is it not? We have often talked about that America is in the fight for its soul and, and, and the fight to understand what it is as a country, what we are as a country right here, right now, because we have two tribes, essentially, fighting each other, trying to identify or take control of the identity of what we believe America to be, rather than being a melting pot and living together in, in peace and letting each other live and let live as long as you're not harming someone else or harming this country we continue to go down this road of you're right you're wrong i'm the only one that can be right because my political party is the one that is right that is the mentality that we have developed
Yet we we always seem to never question when one political party does something bad, it's bad. And then when our political party does it, does that very same thing or something very similar to it, eh, it's okay. Eye for an eye. Is it not? Is it not an eye for an eye? With, uh, I can't remember the Detroit Pistons player's name, but he's, I believe, a rookie. And he took a cheap shot at said rookie and got, only got suspended for one game from the NBA, by the way, which, what the hell? The other guy gets suspended for two games. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Not even fair. Oh, and then uh, his bull crap with Enos Cantor and stuff over China. Okay. So, so there's that one. And then our final one for today, if you listened to us earlier this week, I believe it was Tuesday's show, we talked a little bit about Jonah Goldberg and how he's leaving Fox News because Tucker Carlson hurt his feelings. Yeah, I have some things to say about that one. So I'm going to say uh-huh. it real quick here because here's what I don't understand, right? Jonah Goldberg is somebody who's all about the facts and serious intellectual conservatism, right? Uh-huh. He literally wrote a book called Liberal Fascism, which is, I think, the thing that red pills most people, right? Uh-huh. Um, real quick, Pat, if you are about real intellectual conservatism, shouldn't you, I don't know, fact find based off of what um what Tucker presented in Patriot Purge? Which we haven't talked about it yet. I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I haven't seen it, but you would think so. So what part of what has been alleged in Patriot Purge is not true? Um because it if that's the case, Jonah Goldberg, please come forward and 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 enlighten all of us. Okay? Enlighten us. Instead, you engage in hyperbole because you're not interested in digging for the actual truth of what's going on, which, by the way, we are now finding out that there was somebody, actually, a second person who died that day on January 6th, and it wasn't another Capitol Police officer or anybody. It was another peacefully protesting 30-something-year-old woman who was beat to death. That's right beat to death with a baton that is not allowed to be used for humans, by the way, Mm -mm. from a Capitol Police officer and D.C. Metro Police beat her to death and tried to cover it up, Pat, by claiming she died of a drug overdose. And if it weren't for video, they would have gotten away with it. And they're still going to get away with the murder of this individual. But they're not going to get away with making that narrative of her being a drug-riddled, overdosed individual who died. She couldn't have died of, I don't know, the 40 strikes she took to the head by a baton? We're not talking about like the billy club type baton either. We're talking about one of those collapsible batons. Beat to death. So, Jonah, let let me know. Let me know what part of that's not true. If you're really about intellectual conservatism, 
Where you at, bro? Where are you at? Please, please tell me what, what the truth is. Intellectually stimulate me. Just going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Jonah Goldberg, please, if you are all about the truth and, and respectful and honest reporting, what's the truth? What? Or are you just accepting a narrative of the very same media that you claim doesn't want to tell you the truth? Or you just have so much hatred for Donald Trump that you couldn't possibly fathom that the truth is anything other than what would placate your hatred. Yeah. And, th- and for that, Pat, I am actually switching up who I believe is our Richard of the Week. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we who, talked who, about this off air. Okay. It is now Jonah Goldberg. Because as I think about it more and more and more, it's not just that he's a baby taking his ball and going home because he doesn't like something that's produced in the opinion area at Fox News and that Fox News allowed this. Da, 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 da. It's that he can't even counter it, right? There, it, It's one thing if you want to say that, right? And say, look, right. I don't agree with it. Okay, why don't you agree with it? What proof do you have that this is hooey, hullabaloo, bullcrap? Because if that is the case, take his ass down, right? That, that's what a normal person Swing would do. Swing for the fences and take the biggest name in cable news down. Do mm-hmm. it. Why wouldn't you do that if you had the goods? But you don't because you don't know what you're talking about because you weren't intellectually honest enough to dig deeper than the narrative. I think he and, and baby Bron Bron James need a diaper change. And for that, you're the real Richard this week, Jonah Goldberg. Now, Pat, we've got about uh, maybe one or two headline time. Maybe one headline. Okay. Ready okay. for the Friday yep. fish fry? Yep, yep. Um, I'm going to go with this one to start with. School district reinstates notorious raunchy books saying gender queer comic is scientifically based. Oh, by the way, this comes out of Loudoun County. What in the actual hell? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's that you, one. You, you would you think that uh, the, the school district would pump the brakes on anti-parent stuff, right? Yeah, no. No, they're not doing that. Definitely and on that note, Pat, <clears throat> it's time for your final thoughts this Thanksgiving weekend. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Fauci is a humbug. And go Buckeyes. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. I'd rather be dead than a golden road. Matthew 547. We must reject all of these things. You've been listening to Critical Thinking here on Mojo 50. Um, I will be back tomorrow with Andrew Coppins, hopefully. Until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.